Welcome to PR360, where every week the brightest minds in public relations, communications, and media discuss the topics and trends you need to know about. PR360 was produced in partnership with Global Results Communications. Now here's your host, Todd Perry. Welcome back to PR360. Our guest today is Jeff Fenster, an award-winning serial entrepreneur, author, and podcaster who credits his success to one thing, the art of building and maintaining relationships. He's the founder of the Everbowl Superfood Chain, We Build Stuff Manufacturing and Fabrication, and Superfuel Coffee. He was named a Top 100 Entrepreneur in America under age of 35, a Top 40 Executive under 40 by Business Journal, and was a finalist for CEO of the Year by Ernst & Young. He's also the host of The Jeff Fenster Show, a podcast that features successful entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes sharing their insights and stories of success. So, Jeff, did I miss anything? No, but it bums me out because I no longer qualify for the under 35 or the under 40 now that I'm 40. So, Well, do they give out, like, by gradations after 40, like the best under 45, best under 65, you know? I don't know. Hopefully they have one that's, like, the best 41. Under 41, but over 40. Like Best age-appropriate level of success. You know, yes. like, you know, I, I lost my hair early in life, and now that I'm 46, it's actually age-appropriate for me to be bald. But at 34, it was a little, little early, you know? At 34, it's early, but at 46, it's appropriate and it's stylish. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it doesn't grow out too much on the sides. That's right. So... Uh, before we get into everything, I got to say that I was doing some research on you and watching some interviews, and obviously, you're the founder of Everbowl, you know, a superfood chain, and right before I came on to do the show, I had a double quarter pounder with cheese, and I'm feeling the meat sweats, I'm feeling terrible about doing it, it, it was a shameful thing, but it was Friday, and so mm-hmm. I just want to let you know going into this that I'm at a disadvantage. That's okay. Listen, I would be lying to you if I said I don't sometimes eat the equivalent of a double quarter pounder with cheese. I'm not vegan, so um, the the goal the goal isn't perfection. That's not the that's not the goal. The goal is remarkability and remarkability, as well as um, filling yourself up with good things, so you eat less of the bad things. Makes sense. If I would have had a nice big, you know, big acai big bowl from Everbowl beforehand, you probably would have had a single quarter pounder with cheese, and maybe not finished it. Yeah, or maybe just some fries, you know? And maybe you, you'd have a little more hair growing on the top of your head. You'd be 43 instead of 46. Who knows? <laughs> See, that would be a great way to market it. Just have a guy go from, you know, bald to a great head of hair. <laughs> so I was looking at one of the interviews, and I I thought it was really cool that you have five core values that you, you talk about. And I think those would be... Uh, pretty cool for our audience to hear about. So I've heard them once, but could you go over that with our audience briefly? Yeah. So uh, they're my five core values. My personal core values and my company core values are similar, but different. My five are also my success formula and something that I really stress is very important that if you want to be successful in life and you don't have your core values and don't have them clearly defined and understand what they mean to you, then you're kind of playing 
with a weighted or you're, you're running with weights on your legs and you're, you're setting yourself up for a lot harder of a path. Mm. And I'll also preface core values are not what I aspire to be, but it's who I am under duress. It's who I am no matter what. So I'm not going to say I hope to be this person and these are what I look forward to trying to accomplish. This is actually what I pride myself on being today, the Jeff Fenster you see in front of you. And so every time I disassociate from these five, I don't have success. And they are very simple. My first two, they're non-negotiables and they're make friends and have fun. And it's a mindset and approach to life, which is make friends with everybody I can and have fun doing everything I'm going to do. If I don't enjoy it, I'm not going to make friends. I won't do it. Uh, But the next three are more tactical. And number three is take immediate decisive action. So when it's time to do something or I've made a decision, I take immediate decisive action and I start moving forward. Number four is Kaizen, the idea that I'm going to suck when I first start things, but I'm going to get 1% better every day and I'm going to aim for that micro improvement, something that's manageable, something that's obtainable on a daily basis. It's simple, small improvement over time. It's a Japanese term, but um, when applied effectively in your life, success becomes very predictable and you will achieve uh, great results. And then the fifth one is change ready, the idea that I'm never going to be so stuck in my ways that I'm not going to pivot or adapt or change. The only constant in life is change. And so I'm always willing to change and start over, change and adapt, and then reapply my core values once again of make friends, have fun, take immediate decisive action, and Kaizen my way up to where I want to be. I love that. Uh, When it comes to Kaizen, I've tried to implement that in my life a bit. And I always, I uh, I think I lose a little bit of my way on the path because maybe I'll be trying to get 1% better in seven different ways. Like, do you focus on like, I'm going to get 1% better at XYZ goal or XYZ skill, or do you have multiple going at the same time? Well, it's every element of my life. So health wise, I'm trying to improve. So what does that mean? Right now I'm doing a cardio challenge with a friend of mine. He's the CEO of EOS fitness and it's a minimum of 20 minutes a day, every day. And the first one who doesn't do it loses and we have to wear these monitors and you have to maintain a heart rate above a certain thing. And so whether I'm sick or I travel, uh, it's raining outside or whatever, I have to move my body for a minimum of 20 minutes. So for me, I'm Kaizening that approach because while I can achieve the 20 minutes, how much effort do I put into the 20 minutes and what can I do to make sure that I keep getting a little bit better and stronger? So that's very simple on the health side. On my diet, it's micro, it's micro improvements where it's like, you know what, maybe I'm going to use a little bit less condiment or I'm going to try to do a little bit more vegetables or more fruits or more nuts or more seeds and just micro goals with my learning. It's about reading a certain amount of pages or listening to podcasts or a YouTube video on a topic I'm trying to improve in with my relationships. It's making sure that I reach out to my kids a little bit more and I have deeper conversations other than just the parlor level stuff. And so it's there's lots of things to, to answer your question. It's not one thing. And I'm not effective every day, but the intent is to Kaizen every day. And it's not to say, you know, hey, I've never exercised. I'm going to go run a marathon. That's not Kaizen. That's just an audacious goal. Like I'm going to climb Mount Everest. Right. And so the analogy I use is if you're out of shape and you want to run a marathon, people fail because they make that audacious goal and they don't have a path to get there. So I would say to you, put on your gym clothes and watch Netflix today. Doable. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And then next thing, put on gym clothes, leave the house. Correct. And then then next day, walk or run to your next door neighbor's mailbox and micro goal your way until eventually you're running around the neighborhood and it's part of your behavior. It's part of your habit and it's doable. And those are the difference between successful people and not successful people in anything, 
I don't yeah. care if you're cooking, relationships, business, whatever. It's we set these goals because we have really good intentions day one. But how do you not fall off? Is we don't build the habit, we don't build the muscle, we don't build the foundation of the human we need to be to achieve that goal. And so Kaizen is a mindset. It's saying, where am I at in blank? And how do I take a, what do I need to do today to make a micro improvement? Something small, but obtainable and identifiable to me as a human. So I can then win stack my way in and know tomorrow I achieved it and build that confidence and build that muscle. Um, you know, nothing grows without putting weight on it. And right. so it's what you need to do. Yeah. And I also like the idea of you have a real set mindset on your five goals because a friend of mine, a Dow master, Dr. Carl Totten, always says, he says, Todd, the Dow is always returning. It's always a point of returning to some to, to your core or to your core values when you find that, you know, uh, you get rocked by something or thrown off balance that you have, okay, I can return to this and I can get back to zero and now we move from there, I think. And I don't really, I know people who have vague notions of that, but uh, I think you're the first person I've ever talked to who's just been like, this is set like this. And I think that's a great way of, of looking at things. Well, I don't like to leave things to chance, right? And so I, yeah. one of the topics I speak heavily on, um, especially with entrepreneurs and entrepreneur students around the country is success formula. I believe success is a formula. I think everyone can be successful. And I think if you follow the formula like math, the result becomes two plus two is four because math says it is and success follows that same path. The challenge is we don't, a lot of us don't have a good formula for success. We leave too much into the hope, prayer, um, wish category of yeah. I'm hoping this is going to work yeah. instead of, no, let me just follow what successful people have done time and time again. And when you look at highly successful individuals, they're successful at everything in their life. And the reason they are is because they apply a formula. So you've got to define that formula. And for me, that's what your core values are. That's yeah. who you are and that's what's going to make you successful. So if you don't have one today, steal mine until you make your own. <laughs> I know. I like it. Uh, also, you said, and I don't want to just keep going back to this thing you said, but there's a lot to unpack that I find valuable. And one thing was it was like take action in the moment. Uh, Immediate action. Yeah, because I know personally I'll come up to things which I have dumb barriers to things that – are very easy for me to get past. But it's just weird muscle memory things you have in your body where you go, oh, I'm not going to call this person right now. But there's like no reason for it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just like weird bears. I've been trying to notice those myself. And then just saying, hey, take action in the moment. It occurred to me, time to do it now. Uh, nothing is that difficult, you know, when you when you parse it out like that. But Well, and you, and you accomplish 0% of the things you never do, right? So. Right. Um, by living with the mindset of, I got to make this phone call. I got to go call someone, have a tough conversation. Now I'm going to put it off because I don't want to do it. The problem is tomorrow is a day that never comes. Um, <laughs> it, it's what you do today that matters. And so by developing the mindset of, no, I'm going to take immediate decisive action. I'm going to do the tough phone call now. I'm going to have the tough conversation with coworker, employee, uh, spouse, kid, friend, whatever. Now I'm going to Start that business plan now. I'm going to read those pages now. I'm going to call the bank now. I'm going to pay the bill now. I'm going to do it now. The amazing thing that happens is you accomplish so many things and you build this thing called momentum and the world starts to open up for you because every time you do those things, it's another thing off your list, which shrinks down what you have to do in front of you. And, you know, I run a lot of companies and I do a lot of things and I get asked all the time, like, how do you juggle it all? Well, because I tackle everything in the moment. I don't build this list of all these to-dos that are, yeah. you know, 
overbearing and overpowering. It's like, no, take immediate decisive action, get it done. And then it's off the list and you build this muscle or this, you know, this, this skill of accomplishment and you get to become a highly efficient at accomplishing things. And that is a very powerful skill to have as you navigate life. Reminds me a bit of uh, I was reading in, in Atomic Habits, where it was mostly like focus on your habits, not the outcomes, and the outcomes are guaranteed if you you know stick with the plan and stick with certain values, and then that that's just going to come down down the road, and that is predictable uh, if you put the uh, success plan in orbit. Um, right. So, uh, obviously, you wrote a book called Relationship Bank Account, How to Make Friends, Have Fun, and Attract Lifelong Success. Uh, so, what can you unpack the idea of relationship capital for our audience? Yeah. So, the number one most undervalued but most important asset we have in life is relationship capital. And what that is, is it's think of it like a bank account you have with every human being from siblings, parents, kids, friends, coworkers, strangers, A-listers, um, confidants, etc. And what it is, is it's an unspoken ledger, but we all know it. Um, your best friend who calls you at two in the morning, you get out of bed and we'll do whatever they ask. Your kid needs something, you'll do whatever they ask. Stranger calls you, you hang up. Right. So it's not what you know, it's who you know and how you use those things. And I've been able to navigate professionally to the top of industries and achieve some amazing accomplishments simply and solely because of the people I know and how they've helped me and given me an elevator while everyone else takes the stairs. And so I was hired by LinkedIn to do a course on relationship capital and how I was able to partner with Neil Patel when I started a digital marketing agency, how I work with A-listers like Drew Brees and Shaquille O'Neal, how I was able to get and attract some of the best investors and some of the wealthiest humans on the, on the planet to invest in my companies. I do it because I have a process about building relationship capital and how I utilize it to grow my companies and attract lifelong success and also have a lot of fun. And so... That's why make friends and have fun are my two main core values. And so the book is a simple to read path that anyone can take immediately to start building those relationships. It's not going to a network meeting and trading business cards. That's not how you build relationships, but it's understanding that I only do business with friends. I only work with friends. If we're not friends, we're not going to do business together, but I'm going to do what I need to do to build the friendships with the people I need to build friendships with. Because I'm going to lead with value and it's how to do that thing, how to do that from a very authentic place. Mm-hmm. And so the book, um, you know, the course I did for LinkedIn got turned into a book and it's it's turned out to be pretty successful. Fortunately, it uh, hit bestseller and um, I was able to get contributions from a lot of my friends that are relatively big names and got to ask them some questions. So if you read the book, you'll get to hear from Drew Brees and Dan Fleischman and, you know, David Meltzer's and Pat Flynn's and Neil Patel's and. Um, just a lot of great human beings and their views and perspectives on relationship capital. And my goal with it is to help you develop that and enhance your relationship bank account so you can leverage it and make what I call withdrawals when you need to, when you need something. And so a freebie I can give to your audience and anyone who's listening, if you don't, please buy the book, but not because I want your money because I think it's going to help you. But um, you can also text the word Jeff to 33777. That's uh, Jeff to 33777. And I'll send you a free Network to Millions playbook, which will give you just three or four easy things you can do tomorrow. Um, There's no cost to it whatsoever. And you can start implementing this. And I promise you, when you start building the right relationships and you have the right relationship capital, your business and your personal life will be amplified beyond your wildest dreams. 
to the point where you are going to have so much success, you're going to call me and say thank you. <laughs> What's the most unexpected reaction that you've had to the book? Because obviously you you believe in it and you believe in the work. Someone someone says, "Hey, Jeff, uh, you know, I found tremendous." tremendous success off this, you expected that because you, you believe in what you're saying. Uh, what's an unexpected thing that you heard that people got from reading it? Um, I would say the most unexpected I've had happen is I talk about being pleasantly persistent uh, or aka pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> but it's part of the process, right? And I've had people read the book and then use it trying to get something from me, which is fun because they're, they're taking the lesson and applying it back at me, which I think is, is, is been quite enjoyable to experience on the other end of it. Um, that's been fun. I mean, it's only been out for a little over two months, so it's a new book. Okay. So I don't have enough track record to give too many unexpecteds. Um, it's my first book. I never thought I was going to publish a book, so it was scary to do. Uh, yeah. And it's just kind of a little crazy to see that um, I'm an author, which I never <laughs> thought I would be, you know. I, what was they say? Uh, good writers are, are just simply good thinkers, you know. And then you find your way into writing because maybe you're thinking about things correctly. Uh, most important question: As someone in San Diego, um, Drew Brees or Philip Rivers? You know, uh, Drew Brees. Okay. Every day, all day. That was that was easy. Very easy. I mean, I'm I'm extremely biased because Drew's a good friend of mine, a franchisee of mine, an investor of mine, a partner of mine. So I have no real relationship with Philip Rivers whatsoever. Um, so like I said, sorry, Philip, it's who you know, and I don't know you. So, <laughs> so uh, that goes back to the thing about relationships. Uh, just briefly, though, as Drew Brees is someone obviously tremendously successful athlete, uh, success, successful in business after... Uh, what is unique about him that gives him that, you know, obviously there's a certain amount of being an athlete is a God-given gift, but that's probably 20% of it and 80% is, you know, uh, hitting the, the gym every day and practicing and learning, you know, learning the sport. And I'd assume obviously, you know, business is the same way. Well, what, what's about him that makes him unique, gives him that drive? So the thing is, <clears throat> um, as far as athleticism goes, I mean, Drew's a a good athlete. I wouldn't call him a great athlete. Sorry, Drew. Uh, but, you know, when I'm standing next to him, I, I take my chances athletically. <laughs> However, I can't throw a football like he can. And um, I'm not saying I'd be as good of a quarterback as him because I wouldn't. But what makes Drew special and what made him special on a football field and what makes him special in business, and I'll also give him a shout out, his uh, recently acquired pickleball team just won the championship earlier this week. So cool. um, shout out to him for that. But it's the way he approaches it from a mindset. It's what's between the ears. Um, you know, there's a saying in life, which is life is 10% what happens to you and 90% what you do about it. And it's true with Drew. I mean, Drew has overcome so many obstacles that have derailed so many people. You know, in college, he was a high, highly he, in high school, he was a highly recruited football player. He got hurt, and so he didn't get a lot of scholarship opportunities. So he went to a school where they didn't have a ton of professional success or yeah, collegiate success. He led the program and then he made it to the NFL, but he got drafted in the second round and then he became the quarterback of a professional football team, but then they drafted Phillip Rivers and then right. he gets hurt right before and gets cut. And then he has to go sign with the saints. And then he leads them to not only a super bowl, but also to break records at the quarterback position. So a lot of those things would have derailed a lot of people. It's how he approaches it. You know, when I had the 
first privilege of meeting Drew and we were talking business, how he uses his mind to go through a business. And it's very similar to what he probably does on a football field by breaking down progressions and going through every variable and every potential outcome. And he leaves nothing to circumstance and nothing to chance. And he's got his success formula of how he analyzes it and that analytical thinking as a partner of his. I love it because it makes me better. It allows me to utilize how he approaches it and think about it from that perspective. His attention to detail is something that even my biggest financial investors and the private equity firms that I that invest in me, they don't come close to asking that level of, of question and that many layers deep. It's not most people stop when they get an answer. Yeah. He stops when there's no other answer to be discussed. So he exhausts the possibility. So we get to the bottom of everything and we look at a ball from every angle possible and we leave nothing to chance. And I love it because I'm trying to improve and he makes me better as an entrepreneur and I love working with him. And that's why we do some, so many great things together. And I'm, I'm honored and privileged to, to get to call him a friend, partner and investor. That's awesome. I, it seems to me like with that kind of mentality, he'd probably make a pretty good coach. Uh, I think he would make a phenomenal coach. He'd be very tough to play for him if you don't have that mindset. Uh, well, if you are somebody who, you know, it, it's what I teach my kids. We're not done when the job's done. We're done when we can't do it any better. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that. It rubs a lot of people wrong because not everyone wants to operate at that level of productivity. You know, there's a difference between being active and productive. And a lot of people want to be active. I want to be productive and so does he. And so it's, it's tough. Um, I could see why it could rub people wrong, but I think he would be a great coach. Right. I think he would get the results. Good. Yeah, I was just thinking it was like then 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 the kind of Michael Jordan thing went in my head where like mm -hmm. Michael Jordan would have been a terrible coach. Uh, he was a f phenomenal player, but just the ability to graft what he knows with the people would be a little difficult. Um, Most people don't have his work ethic. You, you don't want if you don't if you're not cut from that cloth, you don't want Michael Jordan as your coach. Right. Yeah, and to assemble eleven other guys or you know ten guys together to to do that would be difficult. Um, let's see here. I I a thing occurred to me while you were talking about um, kind of having you know plans for success, and you have one that works specifically for you. Have you ever come across someone with a similar thing that was completely different from yours, but worked well because it matched that person, or is it more of Kind of the way you've set things up for yourself is you believe to be a universal wave. No, um, I think formula, success formulas are unique to you and it has to fit your personality. So the Jeff Fenster Show, which is my, my uh, new podcast that's coming out and it's being syndicated by Entrepreneur, it's all about the success formula. And I interview um, and help the audience understand why successful people are successful. And it's um, you alluded to it in the preview or in the intro, but you know, it's everyone's from the shacks and Drew Breeses to the professional entrepreneurs to people who have overcome, you know, adversity um, in different walks and ways. And what I'm learning from them is all the different ways that they're successful. You know, the Mathis twins in Florida have this thing called exposure leads to expansion. And that's how they become successful because they came from a background where they didn't have exposure to a lot of things. You know, they were poor in a poor neighborhood without a lot of options and without a lot of relationships. So what they thought was possible is very different than what how I grew up. And for them, it's about what you're exposed to allows your mind to now realize it's possible, like the four minute mile until, you know, until it was done, it couldn't be done. And once it was done, now everyone can do it or it's right. possible. Right. And so for them, their success formula is predicated on that all the way through to curiosity. Right. I hear that a lot from 
extremely successful people that being curious and digging into things that they, they like they're interested they're like oh wow i didn't know about that let me learn about that and when they learn about it it creates more opportunities in their life so yes there are multiple ways to be successful please don't think that my my formula for me is the only one because it's not it just works really well for me and my personality because if i go through life making friends with a lot of people and building that relationship bank account with a lot of people and i have fun doing what i do it becomes attractive right because yeah. People want to be around happy, positive, fun people. So it's magnetic. So I attract good human beings into my life. I build the right relationship capital. And then I perform. I take immediate decisive action, which makes them appreciate what I bring to the table. And then I kaizen my way into where I'm going to be very good at what I do. It might take me 10 years. It might take me six minutes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I might suck for a very long time. Here's the difference. Like water, I will not quit. I will get there. So ultimately, that allows me to achieve success. The difference that I didn't talk about and I think is important is I don't say when. Success is guaranteed. I just can't tell you when. I don't know how long it's going to take me to climb Mount Everest, run a marathon, build my company, learn a new language, uh, be a good father. I can't tell you. I'm going to going to get there. I won't stop until I do and I will use my formula of success to achieve it. But when, that's the hardest part. And when we set a false deadline on ourselves, that's when failure creeps in. Because if I say I'm going to run a marathon by next Tuesday and I've never ran even a mile, I'm going to fail probably. Yeah. If I say I'm going to run a marathon and I start kaizening my way to it by putting gym clothes on, watching Netflix, hitting the mailbox, et cetera, et cetera, it may take me two years, three years, eight years, seven years, who knows? But I'm going to get there. And eventually I'm going to run that marathon and cross that off and, hey, I was successful. And so for me, those things work and then change ready because – the world's always changing, right? And so I have found that that has allowed me to pivot when COVID happens and these black swan macro events happen or age happens or circumstance mm-hmm. and new technologies show themselves like AI or the internet or smartphones or, 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 and you can keep picking them. Um, being change ready allows me to never get too set in my way. And so it works for me. And I challenge everyone listening, if you are not clear on a success formula, you are not achieving the level of success you really want, you've got to start building a formula. And the best way to do that is to start with someone else's until you craft your own. And that's why I said, if you if you want to steal mine, steal it. I'm, it's a gift. If you don't want mine, steal someone else's. Find successful people and understand what they do repetitively and why Drew Brees is successful as a quarterback, as a father, as a humanitarian, as a philanthropist, as a businessman. And now an owner of a sports franchise. Why he's successful at everything he does is because he has a formula. I've been successful at most of the things I've ever done because I've applied my formula. When I don't apply my formula, I don't achieve the level of success I want. And I've learned enough times that this is what it's about. And so my hope, my goal, my mission in my through my podcast and in life at this point, now that I don't have to worry too much about making money, I get to help other people is I want to help everyone develop their success formula, find this levels of success they want, because I believe that everyone can be successful. And when we make everyone successful, the beauty is the world's a much better place. Yeah. Last question. When did you develop this formula? Well, I clearly can articulate it over the last seven or eight years, um, about seven years ago, eight years ago. Um, I was developing it subconsciously and without clarity over the course of my lifetime. And, you know, I do a lot of postmortem. I look at my day at the end of the day and I evaluate how I did. I've always done that when things go really well. I analyze why. And when things don't go well, I analyze why. And what I have learned is 
when I do these things, I'm successful. And when I don't, I'm not. And so about seven, eight years ago, I was pretty clear, you know, when I, when I sold my company, my last company, um, and I looked at, Hey, you know, this was a huge success. How do I duplicate this again? Cause I, I you know, I've had, I've sold three companies and I failed with six companies and I'm running five companies now. And so, um, three exits, wonderful as an entrepreneur, six failures, not so wonderful as an entrepreneur. Um, what, why were the wins wins? Why were the losses losses? How do I do more of the stuff to get the wins? And that was how I was able to come up with, these are actually what I do. And when I do them well, and I don't navigate from them and I don't make excuses and I don't give myself permission to do a little less. Um, but no, when I'm really focused on those daily micro goals, wind stacking my way through Kaizen and, and taking that immediate decisive action, like we are going to do this. We're going to do it now and we're going to do it to the best of our ability. And I don't judge myself against your level of success at it because I'm not where you are. You may yeah. be ahead of me. You may be behind me. It doesn't matter. I'm not competing with you. I'm competing with the me of yesterday and yeah. I want to get better and I want to keep getting better. And when you do that, I can tell you it's hard to compete with someone who's constantly getting better. Because it's not a question of if, it's a question of when they get to your level of success unless you continue to work yourself, right? So um, it puts you in the top percentage. Obviously, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, the LeBron Jameses of the world in sports, um, the Elon Musks, the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Bill Gateses, the Jeff Bezos in, in entrepreneurship. And, you know, you can keep going through whatever walk of life you want. There's a reason they have achieved that level of success. They're anomalies. The majority of people, and I hate to say this because this is a little negative on human humanity, but the truth is 96, 97% of the people aren't going to do all this stuff. So you can immediately put yourself into that top three to 4% by just having a consistent formula that allows you to continue to improve. To break into the top 1%, I mean, now you're competing with other people who have success formulas. Now it's a matter of, you know, what you're born with, um, luck. And a whole lot of other elements that come into play. You know, I don't have Elon Musk's brain. So am I going to land stuff on Mars? Probably not. Could I try? Sure. You can um, Kaizen your way to that. I can Kaizen my way to it. But eventually, I would probably just have to hire Elon Musk um, or work alongside Elon Musk, which I did with digital marketing. You know, I don't know computers very well. So I partnered with Neil Patel, one of the best digital marketers in the world. I couldn't do it, but I was making friends and having fun and built the relationship capital necessary to partner with Neil. And together we, we, you know, had one of the best digital marketing agencies on the planet, working with the Amazons, Ebays, Overstocks, Viacom, and some of the biggest websites in the world. He was the brains. I was the relationship capital guy. So that's how those things came to be. And so ultimately that's what you need to figure out for yourself. And I think goal one should be get yourself into the top three, 4% in the world by just being consistently getting better every day, figuring out your success formula. And then from there, you compete with the rest. I mean, that's what it's about. Well, it's been a wonderful uh, time talking with you, Jeff. And for the people listening, where where do they start uh, following you? Do we go LinkedIn? Uh, Do they text 33777? Was it Jeff to 33777 uh, to get the roadmap? Um, And uh, yeah. Yes, do that. Uh, Instagram at Fenster Jeff. You can email me, connect at jefffenster.com or jeff at everbowl.com. The jefffenster.com website is coming out very soon. Uh, Hopefully it'll be up in the next 60 days. You can go there and obviously get access to more information. But reach out to me. The make friends part was real. Um, I'd love to get to know you. I'd love to do some amazing things together. I think this is how we enjoy the world. And if I can ever be of service to you or your audience, I'm, I'm available. Just reach out. Don't be afraid to ask. 
thank you so much, Jeff. It's it's been great. Uh, ho- hopefully, you can come back sometime soon. Thank you for having me. PR 360 was produced by Todd Perry in partnership with Global Results Communications. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you get podcasts. Follow GRC on all socials at Global Results. Follow Todd on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Talk to you next week.